welcome back to another episode of Scoop TV and We're All One Big Trojan Family Podcast, hosted by uscscoop.com. On this week's episode, Mark, Brandon, and Josh were wrapping up week one of USC's Spring Camp 2021. It's been a physical camp so far, even though they've only had one fully padded session. However, we've already seen a few minor skirmishes, some expletives by some coaches, and a lot of hitting going on. There's a good culture being built, and Trojan fans should be pretty excited. So with basketball season fully in our rearview mirror, we can now focus on football. Spring camp week one done. Week two starts tomorrow, Tuesday, inside the Coliseum. We'll be there for you. Until then, we hope you enjoy. Fight on. Hello and welcome to Scoop TV. My name is Josh Ann, here with Mark Culkin. Brandon Ryder will be joining us shortly. Here to talk some USC football. Spring camp week one is officially over with. The boys were in full pads, as you all saw, I'm sure, on social media. Mark was there, albeit from uh, basically Orange County, but he was there nonetheless. So we're going to get his thoughts on that. Mark, how you doing? I'm great, man. Actually, you know, to be honest, those Bob Euchre seats, they, they give you a better view, especially uh, when they're down there at that end. I mean, they were literally, if I look down, some of the time they were right under our noses. So um, overall, uh, I like the view. Uh, we're only allowed to film when they're on Brian Kennedy, which is like you said, in another zip code. Um, so <laughs> you need to have that, you know, you, you need to have the, uh, the real camera out there to get started. I'm, I'm out there with my cell phone, so. Uh, but basically you're allowed to, you're allowed to photo um, their conditioning and, and a few, few drills, again, when they're kind of far away. Speaking of drills, I wanted to ask you about a certain drill it looks like the Oklahoma drill, but I believe they're not calling it that, but it's a, it's a physical drill and it's a drill that's kind of a staple in football circles. So I was wondering if you guys were able to see the full extent of that because, you know, Julian Simon went semi-viral for his hit. Hey, Brandon, thanks for joining us. Are you with us yet? But yeah, no, uh, to, yeah, your, I'm yeah, to your question, Josh, uh, they can call it whatever they want. It is definitely a, a version of the Oklahoma drill. Um, it's awesome. It's intense. You know, it's to, for anybody who's not, you know, not familiar with it. Basically, you've got offense on one side, defense on the other side, forming a wall. There is a pit. It's almost like a, a mosh pit. And you've got the running back lined up. You've got an offensive lineman facing off against a defensive lineman. And then there's a second defender uh, guarding the end zone um, and it is full-on smash mouth football and this is the first thing they jump into right after their conditioning so when they sprint over from brian kennedy field over to howard jones the coaches are leading the way they're the ones who put in hollering uh, i think craig nivar has been put in charge of the musical selection because it's full-on <laughs> uh, bodies at the floor rage against the machine I mean, the stuff that, you know, if you're in a mosh pit, that's what you want to hear. It gets the blood going. And as a result, um, the physicality has picked up. Uh, there's been a few minor skirmishes, nothing, you know, intense. You need to really uh, 
get overly excited about just football being football players being football players. But uh, yeah, they're bringing the heat right now. So mm-hmm. I mean, that was their first day in full pads. And that morning, Clay Helton said, hey, you know, for you media that show up, we think you're going to enjoy what you see. Uh, this is one time where, you know, people can, aren't going to be able to question what he said. It was, it was a good time. Any uh, standout players for you? I mean, like, you know, we know, we know Drake Lennon is going to be Drake Lennon, right? I posted a clip of him uh, running over a DB yesterday. And, right. you know, the guy, some guys, we know what they are. But did anybody new catch your eye? I know Jamar Sakona is a name that has been thrown out there. So, yeah, Jamar Sakona's name has been tossed out there. Um, Josh Jackson is a name that keeps coming up every every single day. And I'm sure people have seen the highlights by now. We've got uh, some pictures up. He's making a push for playing time as a, as a cornerback. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, like, and you I've know. only seen one practice. Tuesday was right. their – last week was their first practice, which was um, – Helmets and shorts. Scott was there. I was covering the Elite Eight. Uh, Thursday, media wasn't allowed to attend. And then Saturday was their first full day. So, you know, these are my initial impressions. A lot of enthusiasm based on just being able to get out there and smell the grass and see the guys hitting. Um, Brandon, do you have any initial impressions from the pictures, from what you've been able to pick up from social media, the reports I was able to put out, anything that you've seen? Uh, you know, one guy who stood out to me so far is uh, Michael Jackson III. Um, I saw a few reports on him early on in the That's week. Uh, yeah, I know USC um, actually posted a, a nice uh, deep route that he had. And I, I, I actually uh, I reached out to some of my sources and said, hey, you know, I'm hearing some good things about Mike Jack. And they said, everything you're hearing is true. So that's one guy to keep an eye on um, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I, I like what I'm seeing from the from the young quarterbacks and what I'm hearing about them so far. I know it's still really, really early, right? But just the fact that they're there in the spring competing, I think that's a great sign. I think they're both really talented guys. Um, I'm hearing some, you know, keeping an eye on, you know, the the newer guys and the younger guys. I'm hearing good things about Brandon Campbell mm-hmm. uh, with the running back group. So on that, on that note, since you're since you brought it up and Josh and, you know, Josh raised the question, um, the guys who showed up early, the recruiting class, mm-hmm. these guys are big. I mean, there's a discernible difference between these guys who have shown up early and maybe the previous recruiting class. Um, one guy in particular who caught my eye is Anthony Beaver. So I was like, there's mm-hmm. some guy out there wearing number 15. I was like, it's not Talano Hufanga, but he's throwing out that jersey really well. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you mention that that you had a double take when uh, when you saw him a few times. So, um, Kalen Bullock, another big kid. Uh, you know, we mentioned Josh Jackson's already impressing. <clears throat> right, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. That's for sure. Go, yeah. Stay on Josh Jackson for a bit. You know. Todd Orlando, you know, some coaches, they just do coach speak in their uh, pressers. And, you know, it's, it's hard to take take what they say sometimes seriously just because they'll just say whatever. Right. Uh, Todd Orlando is not one of those coaches. Todd Orlando will tell you how it is and tell you, you know, what they're lacking. So when Todd Orlando says uh, Josh Jackson is going to be damn good right. right, working with Dante Willis, I believed him. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of football left to be played between USC and USC, if that makes sense. But, hey, it's about development. He's got some time, so – 
we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and, and you know, that's very true because last week when uh, we had the chance to speak with Coach Orlando and Kanai Malga, um, I asked the question to Kanai, you know, have any of the younger guys, you know, stood out to you? But, you know, I, I, maybe Coach Orlando didn't hear the initial part of the question because he jumped right in. He's like, you know, I don't like talking about the younger guys. They haven't done anything, yada, 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 yada. And I said, great, I, you know, I appreciate that. Kanai, your thoughts? And Coach Orlando was like, you know, oh, you're going to go back alley on me, huh? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> First of all, I'm not going to cut him off when he's talking. <laughs> but uh, again, I wanted to get some initial impressions from, from the peer group because we had been hearing these things and I wanted to hear it from the players who were in the same room, not from the coaches. So I wanted to clarify that uh, because there, there might have been a little bit of confusion out there. Yeah, Todd, Todd, if you're watching this, Mark does not want to fight you. No, I'm not trying to go back alley on you. Front yard, anyway. <laughs> no, I don't want anything to do with Todd Orlando in that sense. Especially if he's bringing Salto with him as his backup. That's right. In fact, you saw. Uh, as they were getting prepared to do that uh, Oklahoma drill, uh, Gavin Morris kind of got down a three-point stance, and Coach Coach Soto got right in there, and Gavin ran. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he definitely is an intimidating presence. I saw a video of Kerry Colbert mic'd up, and Soto got on him as soon as practice was getting started. I, I just like the energy I see from that guy. I mean. When you got a staff with a guy like that, that that resonates with everybody. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. When when we were at his intro presser last year, you know they had a chair set up for him, and coach. So it was like Mr. Incredible in his uh, office job. If you remember the movie, it was kind of like that. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was in his chair. Not only that, you you learned day one how to pronounce his name correctly, because he even had to correct the person introducing him. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, something going on. There's, I don't want to say there's a new culture. They're just trying to build off of the culture that, that started last right. year. And, and I think that's what it seems like to me. That's what they've been vocalizing. And, and yeah. I, I felt like Coach Orlando made a good point last week when he said, you know, without this spring, what did we have to build on? You know, we went straight into a season pretty much. Like, went straight from weight lifting and conditioning to, hey, you got a season in two weeks. So, and I, I think that this spring is really going to give the coaches um, a chance to mesh together, get to learn each other a little bit more uh, with all the new support staff they have coming in this spring uh, on the field and off the field. Uh, give these guys a chance to really develop that, you know, continue to develop those relationships that they built late last fall and, and and bring these bringing these new guys into the spring and them getting a full spring this year I think makes a heck of a difference with this recruiting class in particular. Oh, you're right. And, and, and Josh, uh, you know, one thing that stood out to me was you know because Brandon just brought up the new guys in the recruiting class and these, and these coaches and the relationship they they already have. Well, now they're they're kind of testing that relationship that they built. Mm -hmm. um, one of the players who you know got into got into it after, during the uh, during that drill uh, was Brandon Campbell. He got he got tagged a little bit, and right after that drill, you know, everybody broke up into their position groups to go do some uh, some more drilling. Well, Brandon wasn't quite ready to start yet, and Coach Jinx was wasn't having any of that, and he laid into the freshman. He's like, "Hey, you know what? You better get ready because you're up." 
stick, get in line. Uh, you know, he was hurting. He was, you couldn't tell, you know, if he was ready yet. He, he was definitely in some physical pain. Right. And, and, and spring is a good introduction. You know, I think right. the, the integration of spring football and freshman early enrollees into the college game, I think it's helped the product. I know it was kind of weary in the beginning. Oh, you're taking away from these kids. Now these kids made a choice to develop for their future. Right. And, and it shows the difference shows when you see these guys who come in in the spring, it's almost like they get an extra year under their belt. Right. The, the, the nice ending to this little anecdote was, <clears throat> obviously Brandon had to hear it from his coach, mm -hmm. but um, you know, his fellow senior running back Vavai came over and you know, put his arm around his shoulder and was like, Hey, you know, okay, this is what it's all about. Let's get with it. So it was kind yeah. of bad, bad cop, good cop. And it was coming from the right people. Right. And then, you know, after everybody was kind of all settled in, you know, Clay Helton came over to the group and, you know, kind of praised the running backs for, for getting the whole team ready. Uh, for, for the rest of practice because they were taking their licks in there, trust me. <laughs> it was a physical, physical drill. Uh, so for everybody out there who questions, you know, what goes on at practice, yeah, we've never seen this before. This is something new. And hopefully it's something that they'll be able to do every practice. Full pads or not, because this can, can be considered a drill. It's not yeah, really or at least something to match that type of physicality. You know, just keep it, keep that momentum going. Correct. Yeah, I mean, you know, just another thought I had was, you know, not having a spring is huge, especially when you consider USC was bringing in a whole new defensive staff. So in, in the fall, there's no time to build that culture. You're going straight into what Arizona State, Arizona, you know, whatever USC schedule was right. in the fall. There's not, you're just going to X and O straight up. But there's a lot to be said about building that culture in the spring and using that time so the early enrollees and the young guys can get reps and the vets can, you know, help coach them up. And I think it's huge that they're also being physical in this time, too. So it's a good even development. Among, even among the coaches themselves, learning how, you know, the defensive staff and the offensive staff mesh together and how they want to practice against each other and simulate for game scenarios like last year had to be tough to, to organize and arrange those things. And I think with the spring to work with one another as offensive and defensive staff now we can see more development and maybe one hand washing the other you know what i mean right you know? no and, and it has to be said too the the covid restrictions now are easier to work around than they were yes. in the fall and it's obviously yes. during the spring that's another yes. huge aspect of it right i mean yes. i don't even know they probably weren't even allowed to have that many guys in one area for a drill in the fall like it was probably uh, all sorts of rules they're trying to navigate right probably not any time before september yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, they're, they're maximizing every opportunity uh, that they have right now. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they're, they're under the fear of, you know, things regressing back to the, the way they were. But <coughs> I think that, you know, you guys were touching, they're making up for lost time. Mm -hmm. They didn't have this last year. They're going to do it this year. Um, you know, they, they've got it going on now. And they got to jump right into to recruiting as soon as spring camp ends. Yes. Okay. You're going to have official visits starting in June. Are, are, are we ready to talk about how big June is looking? June is starting to remind me of an old school January. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that on another show. We're going to, we're going to stay, okay. focused. We're going to stay focused on spring, spring ball right now. But uh, on that little note, yeah, there's, there's some big things planning, but we'll, okay. we'll get to that on another episode. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a, it's going to be, that'll be a fun episode later on when we cover official visits. I want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, what you're trying to see moving forward 
right? This was just week one. Obviously, there's a few weeks still left to go. What are you trying to see? Brandon, we'll start with you. Uh, you know, really, I just want to see uh, that that O-line development, you know, what's going to happen mm-hmm. on the left side. I know um, there was talk last week, Mark, you touched on it, uh, about uh, Cortland Ford and, and Casey Collier, and if they're actually switching at that position or if one is ahead of the other. I just kind of want to see both of those guys start to develop, um, you know, see that entire O-line, if, if, see the coaches find their, their top five guys in that group. And, um, you know, just keep an eye on uh, the, this defensive backfield, which is kind of getting interesting with, you know, a bit of movement with the with having to replace Hufunga, um, Palomar being out early in camp, you know, giving some younger guys a, a chance, Chris Steele being out, giving some younger guys a chance. So I think that the, these young DBs getting an opportunity early in spring camp is it, interesting. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, that O-line. Obviously, they have to get together in the running game. Those two have got to mm-hmm. come together quickly. Um, on over the weekend on Saturday, the run game was uh, to work in progress. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you know of, what? There was a couple of nice runs. Um, you know, Brandon Campbell actually. You know, he he recovered well towards the end of the day and, and probably had the the best run of the day with the touchdown run where kind of the hole was closed up inside. He bounced it to the outside out, um, off of Jason Rodriguez and took it to the end zone for, I don't know, about 20, 25 yard touchdown run. So uh, he was patient in other words, and he was able to, to read the defense and take it to, to where the defenders weren't. Uh, so that was a nice thing to see. Uh, but right now, yeah, uh, the O-line is still, they, they, gotta, they gotta find that, the, the right five that are gonna play together. I think they've settled on it. Um, now they just got to come to kind of come together. We'll see what kind of magic Clay McGuire uh, can do with them. Mm-hmm. Defensive line, hey, you know, defense is always the defense itself is always going to be ahead of the offense at this point. Mm-hmm. And as a Saturday, they definitely are. Now you guys were touching on it. We're going to be getting some guys back who have been away. Um, Brew McCoy. Chris Steele, right. you know, some of these other guys. Um, so, yeah, the competition level is going to step up again. So, we'll see. Right, and, and, and that's, you know, you just mentioned two big names, you know, and then Drake Jackson. I know somebody said that earlier in the show. You think about those three big names all missing right now from from spring camp early. That's just going to ramp up the, com- the competitiveness, you know, another level, I think, when they come back. So, uh, that's very encouraging. You know, watching these new guys uh, that have transferred in, um, you know, Keontae, Keontae Ingram, mm-hmm. Katie Nixon, uh, you know, they're going to play this year. They're, you, can, you can tell their, by their physical development and the way they carry themselves. Uh, they didn't come out here to, you know, to ride the bench or to watch things and enjoy L.A. So right. they, they're making life uncomfortable for the guys who were already here. Well, you know, even though they're newcomers at USC, they're not new to the college game. So this is all familiar to them in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of experimenting with these guys, too, you know, the where they're lining them up. You know, mm-hmm. me and a couple of the other guys in the meter were wondering why Katie Nixon was lining up here as opposed to there. 
Uh, we, you guys can speculate using his size and where he would line up a wide receiver. So right, right. Because we're not supposed to go into specifics. Um, so that that was something that was interesting. Um, anything else? I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I've had one day to observe. Still a lot of ball to be played. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is true. So, I, again, you know, we wanted to give you guys a, a brief recap of what's going on, you know, what to expect. Uh, oh, I don't know if you guys, uh, if anybody saw, but I mentioned uh, Dijon Benton was lined up on the outside. Yes, yeah, I saw Standing that. up. Yeah, the photo of him yeah, standing up. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, a lot of experimenting going on. Um, well, definitely, I, I was going to say, I know him and along with a few other guys that have been mentioned, their body types have kind of started to evolve a little bit, if you want to sure. say, develop whatever term you want to use. And uh, he definitely looked standing up there on the outside. You know, 79 is kind of an odd number, but he didn't look like the same kid who came in as a freshman, you know. Still a very big body, but just shaped different. Yeah. So I think that's a, a very encouraging sign. He has more of a, a V shape now, uh, and the shoulders going to the waist. He, he's not, he doesn't have that rounded. Round shape. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And uh, Oh, hey, are can we start a game? Can can we take bets on who's who's going to be number six by beginning of the season? Let's put it on paper now. ATS. Uh, yeah, I'm going to assume seniority is going to rank out there. <laughs> but you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm taking my underdog, Ben. Yeah, you taking Josh Jackson? <laughs> Somebody's got to. Well, keep up. You know, don't speaking of the name Jackson, don't don't count out John Jackson the third as well. Right. He, he's out there making some receptions with Michael Damn. Jackson. This is going to be a year for the Jacksons, it seems like. Yeah. Do we have a Jackson 5? Who's our fifth Jackson? No, but, but Josh, great... I, Josh and I will be talking about our emerging five on Wednesday on our care yes. take. It's funny you brought that up, Brandon. Because that nice. is really going to be the title called The Emerging Five. There it is. While y'all work on The Emerging Five, I'll find us a fifth Jackson. There you go. There you go, Drake. Drake, or find us find us another picture of uh, Lendale, Herschel, and and Reggie. Where'd you, yes. where'd you dig that one up, Josh? Google. I just get bored and I Google USC vintage photos, and then that is just we the go from there. Ultimate, that is just the ultimate domino, man. Game over. Good luck stopping that. All right. All right. All right. So there you go. Scoop TV episode. Week one, spring ball in the books. Uh, we'll be back Sunday night. We'll recap week two. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more good news for you. We will keep touching, um, dropping little hints about recruiting. By the way, even though we're not talking about it on this episode, there is a big hint recruiting nugget um, in our Monday morass that we published today. So go check it out on uscscoop.com. Otherwise, you can uh, find us on uh, Josh. What are what platforms is the uh, Scoop TV and we're one big Trojan Family podcast on? Any platform you can imagine. Yeah, Apple Podcast, yeah, Spotify, 
Google. Google, yeah, you can find them anywhere, really. Anchor. Anchor, yeah. And then, of course, if you want to see our beautiful faces, you can just watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I'll back away from the camera. I got the camera. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks again. Fight on. We'll talk to My you pleasure, later. fight on. <laughs>